You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today I'm joined by Pastor Matt. Hello. And today, special guest, we have one of our elders, Nate Stahlheim. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Is, this is your first time, Wow, okay, did right? you guys do that? Over? He's like, hello, hello, you're welcome, welcome. <laughs> like, are we just doing everything twice? Is that how yes. we're going to roll today? Bussin, bussin. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. I learned a new slang word over the weekend from some children, and so now I just use it every chance I get. Um, do you know... <coughs> wow, Matt. Do you know that capping means you're lying? Oh, no, I didn't know that. You're capping if you're lying. Huh. I think uh, Travis and your son taught me that one okay. a little while ago. <laughs> then so. It's probably not good to use anymore at this point. If, yeah, that's true. It's been a while. <laughs> Too funny. So, Nate, this is your first time, right? Yes. Being on the podcast. Awesome. Hopefully we don't scare you off. And you Already scared off. Come back and join us again. Um, but Matt, this is your, your last one that you're recording with us. I know. This is it. Not sure how I feel about that. You feel okay about it. I'm sad. Well, but it'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll, yes. it'll be okay. Yes. Um, so. Well, I feel like I'm losing my partner in the case of like caring <laughs> about, about these kinds of things. Yeah, because yeah, everybody else is like... Like, oh, it's, yeah. pog- you know, I'm the yeah. one like, yeah, like of you course and me, we get- You and yeah. me make it happen. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's okay. I'm Here's here's what I can promise you. I'm going to care about it from a distance. <laughs> yes. That's not going to help you at all. Right. <laughs> Except I'm deep gonna, down you'll know I'm it. I'm going to feel that. When, when David and Shauna and Steph are looking at you like you're crazy because uh-huh. you're insistent on these things. Yeah. Just know that deep down I've got your back. Okay. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm with you somewhere caring That's about bussin'. it. That's bussin'. No. Yes. I don't. I, I think you're using it wrongly. No. I was okay. told you can use it. Uh, Aubrey for has everything. Aubrey has insisted that it is only for food. Well, these girls told me it's for anything. Well, awesome, I so. I think we need to get to the bottom of this. There you go. Some other time. Yeah. Okay. Someone I, tell us in the comments. I want using it correctly. I want to hear all of those words on Sunday. On Sunday. On your last Sunday. All in worked the into your sermon. Yes. Done. Yes. Please. Done. Challenge accepted. Like plus whatever other words I haven't heard of that kids are using. Okay. Now I'll, I'll, I'll get Aubrey and Travis to give me a list. <laughs> That's too funny. So, Nate, we get to hear about your testimony today. Um, but before we dive into that, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit, bit about yourself and your family? Um. Well, my wife Katie and I have five kids. They are. Uh, as of tomorrow, when Levi has his birthday, they will be 10, 8, 6, 4, and 2. Wow. It is the like just picture definition of stair-step children. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, and, and we and stay two, really busy. I, no, no pressure, but at 2, right, that means you're about ready again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, well, God gets the ultimate say in all sure. of that stuff. Okay. So. Oh, good enough. answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a standard elder that answer right, right there. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so um, we stay really busy. Uh, we live in Brandon, and we homeschool our kids, um, which keeps us very busy. Yeah. So. Well, how early do you start, like, formal homeschooling with them? 
Um, it varies. Like, we haven't pushed them too hard when they're little. Like, we still work with them. We don't really call it schooling. We're, right. We, you know, we Normal read stuff. to them yeah. and work on colors and work on mm-hmm. numbers and stuff like that. But we don't, I would say kindergarten. Okay is formal we've got like preschool books and the kids go through preschool books and they are really excited at like like levi is super excited to do school Mm -hmm. and by the time he gets to first grade he'll be like "Uh, this isn't as fun (laughs) (laughs) right right. it's not just coloring pages anymore (laughs) but you know enjoy it while he's little and he's excited about it do do you or Katie like one of you primarily do most of that or is that like do you tag team and do that together or how does that work? So Katie for her job works with homeschool families mm-hmm. and so she's just she knows all of the things. Yeah. She knows about all the different curriculum that are available and she knows which ones are good for this subject and which ones are good for that subject. Mm-hmm. And I just I Let just, her do her thing. Yeah, she tells me what she wants to do, and that's what we do. And then mm-hmm. mid-year, if it's working really well, we stick with it. And if it's not working really well, we switch to something else and nice. kind of reevaluate things as we go. And yeah. so we've started homeschooling last week was our first week. Um, and we just decided, hey, we're homeschooling. We can school when we want to and take breaks when we want to and Mm -hmm. it makes sense to do school when it's hot outside and miserable and humid and nobody wants to be outside so that's what we're doing and Mm -hmm. then like tomorrow when we have levi's birthday we just take the day off and so it is some nice flexibility that comes with it uh way nice Yeah. yeah 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 um and so like this last spring, we took the kids to Kentucky to go through the Ark Encounter oh, um, and went yeah. to the homeschool conference. It's like, we can do that because we're not pulling the kids out of school to do yeah. it. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So that's what we do. Yeah. How long have you guys been in Brandon? Ten years. Ten years? Okay. Are I you know, guys from this area? or? So Katie grew up in Jessup. Okay. So not too far. It's so about as close to Brandon as you can get. Yeah. Not real yeah. close. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Muscatine. I remember one time when there's a lot of backstory and I won't get into it, but I remember (laughs) driving through Brandon with my brother because we were looking for a gas station Mm -hmm. and the gas station was so podunk that like, we're like, we we can't get gas here. We have to go someplace else. Something bad will happen (laughs) if we get out of the car. Right. I remember just thinking it was the dumpiest town (laughs) when I was like in my early, early twenties. And then I got married, and I ended up living there. So. And so now you funny. love it, <laughs> and it's it really is good because it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. That's so. too funny. One of my good friends in high school was from Brandon, so I spent a lot of time over there. That's funny. <laughs> I made Aubrey go with me the other day. We were driving back from uh, seeing Riley in Waterloo, and I made her stop in Brandon because we're moving to Cedar Rapids and we've been here and she's never seen the big frying pan. And she's like, dad, I don't care about the big frying pan. I'm like, I know nobody does, but let's go see it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we went and looked at it and I was like, okay, I stopped so she could read it. And after about two minutes, she said, you know, I'm not reading this. It's like, all right, we'll go home. That's funny. But, oh. but you've got a frying pan in Brandon. So. We do. Um, <laughs> yes. So when, 
when Kate and I were first seeing each other and she's like, oh, I got to take you to see this frying pan. And and she'd really talked it up um, <laughs> just probably to see my reaction when mm-hmm. I saw it. Um, I'm like, okay, we'll go see this frying pan. And, and I looked at it and I was like, what? <laughs> like... What is this? Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But this, but, but just to clarify, we love people from Brandon. <laughs> we do. I'm, I'm now from Brandon. Yes. <laughs> <So>. yes. <laughs> that looks painful to say. <laughs> I'm glad you love me. <laughs> oh man, how did you and Katie meet? So we met several times before it stuck, and and <laughs> it's one of those things where God's sovereignty and his mercy and his providence is just so good um like we uh we met my second year as um no it wasn't my second year it was my first year as a as a camp counselor at a christian camp in strawberry point and she was a counselor in training with my younger brother and so she had told one of the other gals that was a counselor in training with her that she was going to marry me someday um like that really happens huh not just in movies and and so the thing is though like years go by and like it's just one of those things like you know young girl has a crush and oh i'm gonna Mm -hmm. marry him someday and like nobody thinks it's gonna actually happen and then it does um but then uh, my last year at Warburg College was her first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, you know, we were just friends. You know, we knew who each other were. Um, and then in 2009, 2008, I'll get in trouble because I didn't <laughs> get my dates right. In 2008, um, she got a hold of me on Facebook. She's like, she had just gotten onto Facebook and she got a hold of me and hey, we should um, get together sometime. And, and both of us were in a place where we just both knew that we were really broken and needed a lot of prayer. And mm-hmm. so we just started praying for each other. Hmm. And then when we decided to get together, we got together to read scripture and to pray and, wow. and talk about God and, then after that first day, I was like, so that was really good, and I don't feel like we're done talking, so can we get together tomorrow? And mm-hmm. and then we just kind of both felt like maybe there's something more here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started with... So, so this is less an indicator of spiritual maturity and awesomeness and more an indicator of brokenness and just knowing that we needed God's guidance, we decided that uh, before we would start dating, um, we both had the understanding that it was, um, it's not just dating to date, it's deciding whether this is for marriage mm-hmm. or not. And so we spent a week in prayer and fasting um, mm-hmm. and reading scripture to seek out whether it was God's intent that we would uh pursue a a relationship on a deeper level and that really that was more um i think for both of us it was like we've 
got enough wounds and enough baggage mm-hmm. and we've made enough mistakes that we're just going to we're going to lean into God on this one and and I think he honored that. Mm-hmm. So that's really neat. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So unless you have any other questions for uh, Nate. No, no. I'm like, I appreciate the humility of, oh, that was just because we had baggage and wounds. Yeah. 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 Also, because it's just a really godly thing to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so that, yeah, that's kind of a, a, a fun I mean, not necessarily the purpose of, of hearing your testimony, but really an important part of it, just even in, mm-hmm. in how God brought the two of you together. And and maybe a nice thing to think about for, we've got some adults that are single mm-hmm. um, and, and thinking about relationships and what that looks like. And that there's there's some intentionality there that's really helpful to, mm-hmm. to think about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah. love that. All right, so let's get into it. <laughs> um, so I guess... The first thing is, is I kind of beef with testimonies. <laughs> so you asked me to, to give my testimony, and, and the reason I kind of like... And he said yes, so he could come on here and tell you why it's bad. <laughs> so, so I've struggled with it in the past, though, where people like talk about their testimony, and it's like this moment when it's like God got a hold of them. It's like this Emmaus Road moment, like... Mm-hmm. I was talking with this guy and then I realized it was Jesus and then my life was changed mm-hmm. ever after that. And it was the 12th day of the 12th month and it was, yeah. you know, at one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, nope. And like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to say that doesn't happen. Right. Because like for the blind man that Jesus healed, yeah, he had that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me... It's and I grew up in the church. It's been a process of, I think, God cultivating my heart, mm-hmm. um, and it's like getting the soil ready for planting, and planting, and then nurturing the the seeds that He's sown. And it's been a lot of like up and down. And then there's the pruning, and and you're like. I I I feel like like testimony doesn't when when we think about it f- from uh, I guess what most people expect from a testimony sure, yeah. you don't expect like like it, you don't you expect it to be a moment like right. like the day you got married was a day mm-hmm. you know and then mm-hmm. and then your life is changed rather than uh, the life of marriage together where. It's about choosing each other every day mm-hmm. rather than just this perfect mm-hmm. day that yep. that's a wedding ceremony. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I think I found this to be more common too, at least to who I've talked to is where it's not a moment, but it's just this gradual growing that God does in your life. And, and so, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, the, you think about the testimonies that we've had so far in mm-hmm. this summer series, right? Mm-hmm. Yours. Mm-hmm. which is that it was a gradual, like there were moments where God was certainly yeah. screaming at you, Malia, come <laughs> yeah. home, right? But, yeah. but it was, was gradual. Like, oh, Shauna's, <laughs> Shauna's was more gradual. Mm-hmm. Um, then you hear mm-hmm. somebody like Mike Dominic who has that like, mm-hmm. all right, I, I just grabbed a hold of you and, and now you're different. Yeah. Um, and so I think, yeah. I think, you know, you see that it is different with everybody, but anybody that grew up in the church though, 
by and large, I think is going to end up having a story more like that, mm-hmm. like this gradual draw, because we grew up in the church. And so we've known these things all our life. There was never mm-hmm. a time when we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Somebody explained it and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and now I'm going to respond yeah. to it. Whereas, um, you know, part of the deal with it's growing like up in the church. It's like that heart and head connection. Finally yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, it's the slow, gradual process of when it stops being theirs and it starts being mine. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not an overnight thing most of the time. I mean, I, I truly believe it can be, mm-hmm. but I think for so many of us, it's not. And then, and then you feel like, well, I must not have a testimony. Am I actually mm-hmm. saved if I can't say that on sure. the, you know, well, two o'clock in the afternoon on mm-hmm. whatever day? Mm-hmm. It was um, thirty-two degrees and drizzly, right. and yeah, right. So, so I struggled with that for a while, and so a little bit with testimonies. I'm like, hmm, you know, there's some. It's awesome to hear people's story, but it's a it's a story about God. God's action in your life over time, not just in a moment. Um, and and I think it's good to have that concept that like mm-hmm. God doesn't just salvation isn't just a moment; it's a life, it's mm-hmm. a, a lifetime. And and that God, like what He does, you know, even if even if there's this moment where you just get it. Um, what he does with you for the rest of your life matters. Um, and, and there is, I don't want to say the word drama, but I'm going to say it like there, there are ups and there are downs and certainly, you know, sometimes we do really well. And sometimes we look back and think, wow, and God still wants me. Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at Scott and think that sometimes too when the crazy's coming out. <laughs> nice. Right? He would he would definitely agree with that. <laughs> I think any healthy married couple can look at their spouse at times and be like, "Wow, you still love me." Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Because <laughs> they, they see everything. Right. Right. Um and I think that's why God that's part of God's intent. Like he made mm-hmm. marriage yep. to be a tool to show us what uh, what it's like being in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of really smart like that. Isn't he? <laughs> right? <laughs> like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, gee. <laughs> um, so for me, yes, I grew up in the church. I grew up in the Lutheran church, um, the ELCA branch of the Lutheran church, which I won't get into the weeds too much there but um (laughs) and uh, you know grade school eh, you know i didn't i don't know that i really got it middle school i started to get it a little bit um and by the time i was um graduating from high school that's how i identified myself Mm -hmm. i was a christian and i thought hey I want I want to serve God with my life and and at that point I thought the only way that you can serve God with your life like if you dedicate your life to God that means you're going to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's what I went to Wartburg College and I was going to study religion and I was going to be a pastor. Hmm. Um and I really enjoyed chemistry too so I decided I would study chemistry on the side. Um so I double majored. And funny thing, so between when I graduated from high school and when I started college um, the next fall, 
I started like I just felt like I you hear about God talking to people and you know like people having these moments where like it's just really clear that God has worked in their life and I was like I haven't had that and I started to question my faith and so by the time I started my freshman year in college my faith was in shambles like mm-hmm. and I was thinking well it's a good thing I'm studying chemistry because I don't think I can continue to be a Christian I I don't have any belief left um and and God did a bunch of things in that time that I wouldn't see until afterward like during that summer I would have conversations with my dad who God bless him, but he, those conversations led me to struggle a lot. Um, and then the pastor, as if he had been a part of those conversations, would then be speaking on that very topic the next mm-hmm. Sunday. And, and somehow it didn't get through to me that like God would be moving in that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really weird. And I was like, did my dad <laughs> talk to the pastor? Like, why is this part of the sermon? Um, and then my freshman year of college, I ended up, I don't know how you accidentally end up leading a Bible study, but I accidentally <laughs> I end up yeah. leading a Bible study. I don't know how that works in the Lutheran church, but in the Baptist church, that's called showing up twice. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how it was for me growing up. Twice? Good. You're in charge. <laughs> Funny. So, yeah, I walked into this meeting in, in the chapel, like, you know, you sign up for things when you're a freshman and... You don't totally know what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. So I walk into this thing thinking that I'm going to be a part of a Bible study and that maybe this will help me with the struggles I'm going through with my faith. And and as I walk in, the first thing they say is, and then you will lead your... And I was like, wait, what? And I can't walk out of the room now because now I, like, pride, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, all right, so I guess I'm stuck. Um, So I ended up leading a Bible study and I'm getting connected with a, a bunch of people who were just really uh, gracious and and God was gracious to me through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up the next year, my mom, because I had been a counselor in training two years in a row at Iwalu, which was the Christian camp that I met Kate, um, my mom was just adamant. She really wanted me to be a regular counselor at least once. Mm-hmm. And in my heart, I was so... I was so battered, like feeling like, so I had gotten to the point where I felt like I identified myself as a Christian and then I felt like I had it ripped away from me. Hmm. And, and I just, I felt like this was the last thing that I was going to do as a Christian. Um, and I was doing it for my mom. I was going to go be this, this counselor. And I, I got there and I went through the, the staff training and I, I, started, you know, being a counselor and I had a couple of cabin groups and I just, there was a Sunday, um, which is the day that the kids arrived and we would have a staff meeting and then the kids would arrive. And I remember I ended up showing up late to that staff meeting because I was out in a field, just having it out with God, like, Mm -hmm. God, I can't do this. Like, I'm not going to quit because I'm too prideful to quit. 
Mm-hmm. But if these campers are going to get anything out of the time that they have over this next week, it's going to have to be you because I've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. I I feel like a fraud, mm-hmm. and and I was <laughs> um, because of where I was at in my faith, um, and I just had this long time of you're taking it away you take stuff away from people don't you get used to (laughs) (laughs) i'm fidgeting with the cord and apparently that's a (laughs) no-no um so so i had this long drawn-out conversation with god i show up late to the staff meeting and then the kids arrive and it ended up being my best week as a counselor Hmm. and i had this this group of campers that was just really, I don't believe in ADHD, but I'm going to say ADHD because I think everybody knows what that looks like, mm-hmm. like just all over the place. And the coordinator for for that group of kids was totally frazzled. And yet I had like perfect peace and patience, which I shouldn't have had because of where I was at. But mm-hmm. it's like in that moment, God showed up and he's like, okay, now you're ready to see that this isn't you. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole summer turned around after that. And that was kind of the beginning of the healing where I was able to start seeing, okay, God has been, God has been speaking to me through all of this struggle of faith um, the whole time. And he's been, lead, he's been holding on to me, even though I got to the point where I couldn't hold on anymore. Mm-hmm. But he held on to me the whole time. And then he waited until I was, until I had nothing left to give and ready to see that it was him, Mm. not me. Um, And so then he built my faith back from that, um, from that moment. And, and even after that, like I talked about, like, it's not just a moment, Mm -hmm. like I still struggled. Oh, sure. You know, mm-hmm. like through the next year, I, I still struggled, but I had this kind of, okay, I know that what, I know that something happened that wasn't me. It was God. Um, but I still don't know, you know, um, and I'm, and I, I just kind of slowly grew through that, um, continued to study religion, went on to uh, visit seminaries, and they said, you know what, the best pastors are people who have lived outside of school in the pulpit, like outside of academia, who Mm -hmm. have worked regular jobs, and they've come back and been pastors. Mm -hmm. Um, Those people tend to make the best pastors. So I took that to heart, Hmm. and I didn't go on. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Matt's looking at... (laughs) Looking at us like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and so I took that advice to heart, and I and I went on to uh, to work, and, I, and then I realized, hey, wait a minute, you actually don't have to be a pastor to serve God. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, pastors are kind of hamstrung. Everybody expects them to be the one to pray and to be mm-hmm. the one to to talk about God, and so. Sometimes it's more powerful when somebody who's not in the pulpit mm-hmm. um, then offers to pray or or offers comfort um, 
with the scriptures and and people are awed and wowed by that because you're not a pastor. Um, And so pastors are super important, but also people who aren't pastors, Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. believe in God and and love God and rely on God. Um, And when people see us walk with God, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I kind of still felt like maybe I was going to be a pastor. And then Kate and I met mm-hmm. for the third time. And <laughs> at what point in time in these meetings did she say to you, Oh, by the way, I told people we were going to get married when I was in high school. I think that was after we got married. Okay. <laughs> I was like, like, at what point in time did she play that trump card to be like, oh, by the way, this is happening, buddy. See? <laughs> yeah. so, so the third time when it was just obvious to us that, that God was doing something and he was bringing us together, um, then it was clear it wasn't like, she was stalking me because <laughs> she never was stalking me. Huh. I don't know. It depends on which version of the story we tell. We'll and have it, her on next and, week. And we can also do like undercover stalking with Facebook and social media. Right. So you don't have to like physically stalk someone anymore. I was going to say, before she reached back out, she took a look at his picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so actually she did. And, and so the thing is, is, I have always been blessed with being able to grow a thick, full head of hair. Um, and so I decided I was going to do the locks of love thing, and I grew my hair out. And so what? the third time we we met, I had long hair. And she had always sworn that she would never marry somebody <laughs> that had long hair. Um, I need <laughs> physical proof, like photographs. <laughs> Of this I, to long believe hair. this, yes. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit jealous right now. <laughs> she also made me swear that I would never do it again. <laughs> but I did finish growing it out for locks of love. Wow. And, and how, long was, it, how long did it get? Um, Long enough to, to, to donate. donate. Like seven or eight inches or right. whatever. No, it's got to be like 10 to 12 or okay. 8 to 12. Dang. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So it so, was I like long. It. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I desperately got to see that. I know. I know. It's so, I mean, this is how smitten this woman was with you, or, or better yet, how much God had communicated that you were the one. So she reaches back out, and that's what you look like. And, she, <laughs> and she's like, all right, okay, let's keep talking. <laughs> well, you know, it's a good thing God knows better than that's we do. That's right. right? So, um, but then, so... My story keeps going, like, and God, like, at that point, like, I'm crazy broken. Um, and then and just always feeling like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still, I'm still. Not good enough for God or good or not good enough for, like, people in general or. Everything. Okay. Um, and, and so then Kate has always had this relationship with God where um, God just really loves her and and being married to her and getting to see God from a different perspective mm-hmm. uh, was really helpful for me. And then realizing, you know what? God's not just waiting 
for me to screw up bad enough to say, this is why you're going to hell. He's, he loves me and he is um, carrying me through mm-hmm. life more than, <laughs> more than I know. Um, and so as I bumble, stumble and fumble through things, like God then brings good out of it. And it's like, okay, so through, through me not being perfect and not being good enough, um, he gets to shine Mm-hmm. Because then good things happen, even though I don't deserve good things to happen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. even though I haven't been skillful enough or smart enough or wise enough, um, he still makes good things happen. And then he gets to shine, and, and I know it's him because I'm not good enough for mm-hmm. for that, you know, for that outcome. Um, I'm not... I'm not smart enough to put things together to make things happen mm-hmm. as perfectly as he does. Um, and so that kind of brings me to where I'm at now, where realizing, um, it's a fairly recent revelation for me that like, I was created imperfect on purpose mm-hmm. so that I needed God and, and, and scripture says it, like if I was smart, I would have seen it and like, um, his strength is is made perfect in our weakness mm-hmm. like that that um all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God so that none may boast mm-hmm. but all need all need Jesus like Jesus wouldn't have come if he didn't need to mm-hmm. right and it, and it's because we're broken and and so we all come to God broken and we all come to God um, imperfect and in need and then when he provides for that need we can see how good he really is Mm -hmm. Um, and that getting to that point has been really a journey for me um, of realizing you know what I don't have to be perfect but what a game changer right to to get to the point where we realize that that not God's not just letting us like, all right, fine. I guess you can come and, you know, just sit there and be quiet, right? Like, like you barely squeaked in or I'll tolerate you. And, but the, he really does love us and he really does desire us. And he really does, mm-hmm. um, is pleased with us. And I mean, like, like that is just game changing shift in the way that you see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can imagine feels tremendously freeing mm-hmm. absolutely um and and i fully expect that there's still going to be ups and downs and and god is still going to um teach me things that i can't comprehend right now mm-hmm. um there's a book uh, malia's recommended it to me then i read it and i've recommended it to just about everybody when this topic comes up gentle and lowly um, by what is it, Dane Ortland, I think, mm-hmm. but but that just talks about through some of the old Puritan authors, right? Just brings them back to life and just talks about this this desire that Jesus has for you mm-hmm. and this love that just extends more than we could possibly know, which kind of kind of paints a picture of what you're talking about, right? Getting past that idea mm-hmm. that I'm just not good enough to oh my goodness, he loves me like mm-hmm. nothing, like crazy, and it's. 
it's revolutionary. So that that's really cool that that you were able to get there and that Katie was able to kind of help you in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was um, part of God's plan. Yeah. And for well, me to, to learn. see that yes. all of yeah. the things that God went through to bring you to that point mm-hmm. um, is and and probably there's so many things that you still have missed <laughs> that you won't recognize right. till later. How cool mm-hmm. is that? That's great. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and and to to come from a place of God is this perfect judge that I can never please mm-hmm. to God is perfect in his love for me and and not because I deserve it but because he's just that good mm-hmm. um and and that in me being imperfect as he as as I stumble fumble and bumble and he then brings good out of it mm-hmm. you know i can say the wrong thing and he can still work in somebody's heart and and life yeah. um just is like brings glory to him yeah, yeah. that's kind you of know. the same for me like i never i think because of growing up in the church i never really questioned that god was real and mm-hmm. that he was in control of everything but i think it's the goodness part is like is he actually good i think i don't i probably couldn't have articulated that Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that's that was probably the thing that I just couldn't figure out or get to. So. Well, and I, I think this goes back to, so I have to talk a lot because you told me it's my last one. So. <laughs> Sorry, um, Nate. And we, so no, we like goes, to hear Matt talk. This goes back to that, that A.W. Tozer thing, right? We, mm-hmm. You know, like, like what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. And, and so what, what happens is when we grow up in the church, or even if we don't grow up in the church and we have people outside, you know, we get this snapshot from this person or this perspective from somebody else. And we have this imperfect picture. And so whereas we see God, is he really good? Mm-hmm. You know, and your focus on God is, well, he is a perfect judge who will judge wrong. Mm-hmm. That's true, right? Like all mm-hmm. of that's true. It's mm-hmm. just incomplete. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so when I see God as judge, but not as lover of my soul, mm-hmm. right. Then, then I, my, my, my perspective is wonky. Mm-hmm. And so I think it comes back to just really knowing God. Well, we can't know God perfectly because he's a creator. We're the creation, mm-hmm. but he has given us so much that we can know. And it, it does matter to have a full complete picture of God. But I love in, in your story, how you didn't sacrifice one for the sake of the other. Cause I think that's what people do. Sometimes you didn't, mm-hmm. you didn't decide that God loves you so much that he's not really judgmental. <laughs> you said that, that, that God will judge. Right. Mm-hmm. But also my weakness is made perfect mm-hmm. in him. And so it's not like I compromised one to embrace the other, but mm-hmm. I can embrace them both. And then mm-hmm. what does that say about God that he's a perfect mm-hmm. judge and that he loves me so well, it means he must send Jesus because somebody has to pay that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how much he loves me. And it just comes full circle. And so mm-hmm. that's really, it's really um, awesome to see the way that, that, that evolved in your thinking and your understanding of God. And mm-hmm. it was never wrong. It was just incomplete. Mm-hmm. And, and how much better will it be when it becomes even more complete as, as your life goes on? So mm-hmm. that's just really cool. Yeah. While we're, while we're on attributes, um, what attributes of God are, are most meaningful? You're welcome you? for that segue. Yeah. Yep. That was perfect. <laughs> Didn't even know it. It's like they've done this before. Um, I think God's mercy and his compassion mm-hmm. um, for his people, for his creation, it just, mm-hmm. I am continually awed 
by his goodness. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Word. Well, that yeah. makes sense with, with kind of the, the internal struggle that you had for so long that when you finally see that from God, you're like, I ain't letting go of that. That mm-hmm. is, that is just so it's, good. It's, it reminds me so much of, you know, when you're a teenager, you think your parents are so dumb and they don't know anything and everything they say, they're just doing it to like make you not have a fun life and because they don't love you and whatever. But then like once you get out in the real world and start, you know, having to adult and you have kids and the curtain gets pulled back and you're like, oh, they were right about everything. <laughs> so, like, I feel like there's, you know. There is. Maybe yeah. not right about yeah. everything. Well, they, so they were right about more than, than the kid yeah. was right. I remember yeah. right. Uh, Carrie and I got a very lengthy email. It was probably Aubrey, Aubrey's, Riley's, I want to say her third year at UNI. And out of the blue, we got a very long email, and it was very sweet. And I saved it. I still have it um, because I still have my hotmail. Um, but but the crux of it was, you were right. I was wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Man, I am hanging on for that day <laughs> with my kids. Like it was. I mean, it was really sweet. Yeah. I remember us as yeah. us reading it and thinking, oh, okay. Yeah, I tell my mom because the there time. were some real hard moments in yep. there, and so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm sorry. I was so awful. <laughs> and uh, she says, it's okay, honey. We loved you anyway. But deep down, she's yeah, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, I feel like I was probably one of the easier kids <laughs> of the five of us. <laughs> so that's saying something. I'm uh, sure it felt good for her to have that validation. Yeah. Of, oh, finally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They've been through some things <laughs> with yeah. us kids. Oh, well, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about that you haven't mentioned yet? Or do you have any other questions? Um, So I I guess I'm just, so now when when Katie said, I'm still stuck on this, that she decided that she, you know, (laughs) like Carrie said that the night we met, she told her sister, hey, I was going to marry him. But we were adults, right? And Mm -hmm. we were dating like two weeks later. So it wasn't like a long, drawn out process. Um, And so... When when uh, when when she told you later, like, hey, remember when I was a teenager and and I met you at this? Um, so she told you that, and it's true. It worked out. Like, does that mean she gets to play a card? Like, like I just know things, right? You just have to listen <laughs> to me because I know prophetic. stuff, right? Like, I, it'd be hard to argue with that, yeah, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. She, oh man, she. I think is oftentimes smarter than me. Um, we think so too. We've talked. No, I. <laughs> she's just better than me at a lot of things. Um, you guys are but, both deep thinkers. But I feel like. But I feel like God has blessed both of us in in tremendous ways mm-hmm. through bringing us together. Absolutely. And, and you know, Scripture talks about iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. and. I mean, God has revealed things to us, and he has healed us, and he has done so much through bringing us together. Um, and, and I think we're both just immensely grateful to him yeah. mm-hmm. for what he's done. Mm-hmm. And, and we, it's like, wow, would you have married me if you knew about all the baggage that I was going to bring into the, <laughs> into the marriage? And, and, like, at the end of the day, like... That's, uh, it's not even really relevant because God brought us together and he gave us a heart for him and then he gave us a heart for one another 
and then he just continually shows us his mercy mm-hmm. and his love through one another, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, well, how can we be praying for you and your family, Nate? Um, we always need five kids. <laughs> kids get sick a lot. Oh, yeah. And so we always need prayer for, you know, people to just stay healthy so that we can do things and be a part of the community. And, sure. uh, you know, um, but I think more so like just praying for this community of faith, that it would be a place where children are brought up to be more suited to be citizens of God's perfect kingdom Mm -hmm. in heaven than citizens of this world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we think about being in the world and not of it. Um, And I, that's Kate and, and my heart for our kids that they would just, that God's ways would be familiar to them and would be lovely and and desirable to them mm-hmm. and that the ways of this world would be foreign and would be just kind of gross <laughs> to them mm-hmm. you know and I want them to grow up in a community where that is the norm um where that's where kids are raised up to to be that way mm-hmm. um yeah. and so that that, yeah. that this would be so for I guess my heart's desire, and I, I think Kate's heart's desire, is that this would be a community where that is the case, mm-hmm. and that we yeah. would pray for that. Yeah, yeah. well, I can tell you that, uh, that that's the heart's desire of, of the people that do our children's programming, and mm-hmm. you know from right. being on the elder board, right, that that's something. So mm-hmm. so uh, I, I think mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, getting people on board to be praying for that too, right, we'll all be uh, yeah. asking God to, to make sure that we continue to turn ever more so in that direction, and mm-hmm. Um, that'll be a that'll be a cool thing um, to generationally be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, and to be get awesome. to. Oh man! I mean, I I remember listening to your testimony, Malia, and mm-hmm. <laughs> you you know asking for prayers for your kids. Uh, well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, but like, oh man, yeah. But it, but it, truly, if if they can escape some of the angst and and the mistakes and the the problems mm-hmm. um, that their parents have dealt with and and just grow up being closer to God than we ever were mm-hmm. um, and and not need to learn the same hard lessons yep. in the same ways <laughs> yes. Um, yes Lord. that would be awesome right <laughs> that would be awesome uh-huh. yes yeah um, which kids is why we say trust us yes <laughs> We do know what we're talking That's about. That's right. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe not with movies all the time. No. <laughs> and our heart's desire is for their good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're not, we're not yes. robbing you of joy. Right. I'm thinking today, uh, Matt and David were arguing. Well, arguing is a strong word. Maybe debating. We were debating, playfully bantering. Yes. About old movies and Matt thinking some movies were good and David was like, no, that was awful. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yes. So yeah. maybe our judgment isn't always on par there, but yeah. <laughs> maybe not. So Nate, you actually will, you're wrapping up our summer series of testimonies. So thank you cool. for joining us today and sharing yeah. that. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Um, and the next time we come back, we're actually recording this a few weeks in advance. Um, 
but our next recording we will be back to kind of the regular digging rhythm deeper. of things kind of digging deeper into um the sermons on sunday so well and this will be fun for me right because i plan on tracking like like i may oh, be boy. away from blessed hope yeah but so we can still be, talk about you and... like, like like i'll be away from from physically but but spiritually and emotionally i'll still be yeah. connected and so i'll be listening mm-hmm. but then um, you won't be able to argue with David. i won't but <laughs> but i'll make comments okay. on, on online um <laughs> but but i will look forward to to feeling like because because this i've always felt like like when i listen to these afterwards or other people this feels like a you know it's more of a personal conversation mm-hmm. maybe than um sunday morning is what it is but this just feels more sure. more intimate and more um personable and so I'll, I'll to a degree i'll get to feel like i'm i'm here so i'll look forward yeah. to us jumping back into some of the regular rhythm mm-hmm. there too yep. even though i won't be here that sounds good yeah All right. and we'll look forward to having you come back with stories of how god is working yes through you I, where he's placing you i yep. would be thrilled to share those so yeah. absolutely all right thanks for listening